BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Here are some of the California stories we're following this morning. A proposal to build a high-speed passenger rail service linking Southern California and Las Vegas has received $3 billion in federal infrastructure funds. The private company behind the proposal, Brightline, already operates a high-speed rail route in Florida between Miami and Orlando. U.S. Senator Jackie Rosen of Nevada tells CBS 8 News Now in Las Vegas that California to Vegas line will have many positive impacts. This high-speed rail line will create tens of thousands of good-paying union jobs, supercharge our travel and tourism economy, and reduce the number of cars that travel on I-15 by approximately more than 3 million. The total cost for the 218-mile Rancho Cucamonga to Vegas project is now pegged at $12 billion, with the rest of the funds expected to come from private investors and bonds. The rail line is expected to open by 2028. L.A. City Council has voted to approve the drafting of an ordinance to ban rodeos in Los Angeles. The decision is supported by many animal rights advocates who say horses and other animals are needlessly hurt in rodeo events and suffer physical abuse. But critics of a ban say rodeo animals are well-treated and a prohibition will harm traditional equestrian events that are important to the Black and Latino communities. The council also approved an amendment aimed at protecting these cultural events. On the streets outside of City Hall before the vote, pro-rodeo advocates appeared on horseback. Juan Diaz spoke to KNBC News. There's no damages in these horses. These horses are our life. I mean, we, you know, we care for these animals like if they were our family. So if it dies out, then we have no horses. We, where's our heritage going? Cities like San Francisco and Pasadena have already banned or restricted rodeos, citing animal welfare concerns. The state's poorest children are having to wait for weeks, sometimes months, to receive urgent mental health care. CAP Radio's health care reporter Kate Wolf has the latest from a recent audit. When someone calls to make an urgent psychiatric appointment for a child, the state standard is for that appointment to be within four days. A new audit found that's not happening for 40 percent of kids on Medi-Cal. Some have to wait months to get an appointment. I think this is why you see an uptick in emergency room visits due to mental health concerns, due to self-harm. LaShawn Francis is with Children Now, a nonprofit that advocates for children's rights. I read the audit and thought, yes, and water is wet. So not really big news here from my perspective. Francis agrees with the auditors that the state needs to better collect data and enforce the standard wait times with health plans. The Department of Healthcare Services says it intends to hold health plans accountable to shorter wait times and could find plans that don't comply. For The California Report, I'm Kate Wolf. 
The number of Los Angeles residents dying from fentanyl overdoses shot up 1,600% over the past six years. Jackie Fortier, senior health reporter at LAist, has the details. A record 3,220 people died of drug overdoses in Los Angeles County in 2022. Fentanyl surpassed methamphetamine to become the most common drug in fatal overdoses. Eight to nine people per day in Los Angeles County are overdosing fatally. Dr. Gary Sai is the director of substance use at the LA County Department of Public Health. He says counterfeit pills containing fentanyl are fueling the crisis because even a tiny amount can cause death. The risk right now is higher than ever before in terms of overdoses, both with using illicit drugs, but also using any pill that's not acquired from a doctor's office or a pharmacist, because counterfeit pills are extraordinarily common now. Fentanyl is found mixed with other drugs, including methamphetamine. Men and people over the age of 26 are driving the bulk of overdoses. For The California Report, I'm Jackie Fortier in Los Angeles. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. The often glaring health disparities between Black and white Americans are well known, like African Americans having an average lifespan that's six years shorter compared to white people. But now research points to another disparity involving grief and bereavement. Because Black people are more likely to lead shorter, sicker lives, they are also experiencing grief more often. KQED's health correspondent April Domboski has this profile of a man who dedicates his work to providing comfort at both ends of life. Darnell Lamont Walker has two jobs, one writing for children's TV shows like Sesame Street, and another as a death doula, sitting with people in the last days of their lives. So deathbeds and writing rooms. In both of these jobs, I'm finding ways to bring joy to those who want, need, and deserve it. Walker told his story at the Endwell Conference in Los Angeles last month. He was nine when he first supported his family through the death of his great aunt from lung cancer. He was 12 when his cousin died of AIDS at his grandmother's home. And so together we'd sit, we'd feed him, we'd fetch blankets, watch TV shows. Now Walker does most of his death work in the broader Black community. Helping folks to not only navigate the profound journey of life's conclusion, but to also make sense of Black grief. Sitting on a plane recently, a white man asked Walker what made Black grief different from what he might experience. And I told him that Black grief tends to be more communal. It's more frequent and and more times than not, it's too soon. Black people are twice as likely as white people to experience the death of a spouse and four times more likely to lose a child. Black folks rarely get enough time to process and fully grieve the death of a loved one before it's time to move on to grieve another. Which is why Walker is so focused on celebrating life, bringing comfort and compassion to the dying adults he cares for 
and the kids he writes jokes for on Nickelodeon and Sesame Street. See, I long lived by the quote of Frederick Douglass, it is easier to build children than it is to repair broken men. And so my first question in that writer's room was, how can I create content that keeps kids from turning into the adults that we're so busy repairing? Walker says his work at the beginning of life and the end has the same goal, inspiring growth, imagination, and joy. For The California Report, I'm April Dimboski. And that's this edition of the California Report for Wednesday, December 6th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks for listening. And as always, have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation. Listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines the pursuit of good health. On the web at chcf.org lbca. Paint Care. Now with more than 850 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all. On the web at theschmidt.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Dilfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. 